Welcome to our post-Oscar celebration podcast. Hello. <laughs> Mel is exhausted. <laughs> it's like three days later. <laughs> I'm dying. And she's still a wreck. Yeah. Um, my brain is mush. It was good, though. It went, everything went well, so that's why my brain is mush. Yeah, it was a uh, packed house. Not sold out, but packed. Uh, chaos of, of um, running pierogies. Running pierogies. Work out of my life. Yeah. I did so many stairs. And it's one of those things where, on paper, it seemed like an easy enough idea. <laughs> but, but in retrospect. <laughs> in retrospect. Uh, we need, like, ten more people. I, I like, there to, was, like, cart them around. There was all kinds of people online who had ideas, like, like setting up, um, like, you see in old-timey, like, newspaper movies where they put, like, an envelope in a tube and it goes in a thing and flies across yeah. through pneumatic the building. Tube, yeah. Pneumatic tube, yeah. Suction thing? Yeah. If we set up a pneumatic tube from Targ to us, and you could just put like a tube of pierogies in them and <laughs> shoot it across. We should we should really work on it. Future um, style. Our old projectionist Matthew told me that there's a door in yeah. the wag on the in the basement so that goes towards under the street. Yeah. And I think Which there, is towards us directly. Yes. And I think there might be something like that under Targ as well. So, like, facing west towards Bank Street, pointing towards us. So we might not even need to dig any tunnels. I don't know. I think that <laughs> that might have been... I don't know. Do I you like you... a POW camp type delivery. Yeah. Let's get Andrew <laughs> King on the case. <laughs> It'll be like Goonies. There's probably like a treasure pirate ship down there Maybe. or something. Or a graveyard. Just like on Dog the... bones. They're dog bones. Bones for dogs yeah. because it's wag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was... Uh, Besides the chaos, it's always funny because if you're at like an Oscar party or something, like I've I watched very little of the Oscars. I watched Me too. <laughs> none of it. I I ran in. I well, would have ran in to watch like Michael Keaton's speech, but that didn't happen because I love Michael Keaton. Um, most of it was kind of anytime somebody won for Mel and I and a couple other folks. Our like back was to the screen in the lobby with sharpies filling out. Uh, or highlighting the ballots. Highlighting like crazy. In our in our mathematically, I'm, there might be an easier way to do it, but this is how we do it way of filling, figuring out who wins. Uh, so every time somebody, when they said J.K. Simmons, we run back and we have 300 plus ballots and a highlight and highlighters, and we just go through and highlight J.K., highlight J.K., highlight J.K., and just kind of go through, and that's our night. So I didn't get to see much of the Oscars, uh, and then uh, I didn't do as many runs as Mel. I only did one run over to try to help for the pierogies. And, and well, I was in the box office uh, taking orders. <laughs> taking orders. <laughs> it became this bizarre alternate universe where people were ordering food via the box office. Yeah. We were like a food truck for the night or something. And pierogies take a long time. Yeah. Pierogies do take a long time. And it's like anything else. Like most people are fine and kind of when you said they're not Especially ready yet, they, they went away. like 20 orders at once. Yeah. 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 The guys in the kitchen at Target are working pretty hard. Yeah. It's not like pizza. Like, pizza doesn't take long, but pierogies, yeah. you know, those take a while. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They eat them all by hand. I was, I went down to pick up a run at one point in time, and they literally have little circles of dough. Like, they're, they're doing the whole yeah. bit. Yeah. Even when you buy the frozen kind from the grocery store, they take a long time, because you got to defrost them, and the, yeah. you got to boil them first. Yeah. And then fry them. Yeah, I think some people were expecting that... 
we just like popcorn style that we were gonna have yeah. like a, like pierogies <laughs> kind of like just shoveling pierogies. They they didn't realize they were coming all the way from the old country. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we just put the pierogies in the popcorn machine. Yeah. Put some oil on it, some salt. Shovel them out. Wait till they're ready. Dump them out into the popcorn machine. Just keep on filling it up and filling it up. That would work. That'd be crazy. But um, the one part I did stop for was to watch Everything is Awesome. Yes. Which I, was awesome. I, I, I twittered right away that it was the greatest thing humans have ever done on the Oscars. <laughs> I might have been slightly yeah. hepped up on Lego Joy, but I just, so it had like adorable, tiny lesbian Canadians. It had Will Arnett in a Batman outfit. It had Devo. It had Devo, yeah. um, The Lonely Island. Lonely Island. It was, like, I, I didn't think it was set to oh, win. A be- million amazing dancers. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, yeah, I loved it. I, and it was, like, the one little shout-out that a movie that so so many people really loved this year on all sides Yeah, got a little shout-out for it at the Oscars. and uh, But, yeah, so that, that was my favorite moment of the Oscars night was the live Lego <laughs> recreation. Uh, I didn't think it was set to win because there was a... A very good but very sad and kind of historically important song, and those, that was a good performance. That was a very good performance. Yeah. I I was I haven't seen Selma yet. I think it's one of the movies kind of circling us for the near future. But I didn't realize that Common performed as part of the song. Mm-hmm. And I really like Common. Um, TV wise, I've been watching the last little while on uh, this show called Oh shoot, what's it called? Uh-oh. Uh oh, Hell on Wheels. It's a it's like a Western western train show it's really good but he's really good in it so it was cool seeing him up on the oscar stage you see a lot of people in these song performances pool that's the closest they're getting to an oscar yeah andy samberg is never gonna get an oscar that's <laughs> yeah. the closest andy's getting to oscar yeah but uh, lady gaga's performance was pretty yeah yeah she was really a lot of people were surprised and i was like i don't know i've seen her perform and she's 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 she's, she's more than talented. Yeah, she's more than. I mean, you forget about that because she she does you know the she's, she's also a kind performer. of performer. Yeah, in but I didn't know she could really. sing like that. Yeah, yeah. she she's more than her meat dress. Yeah, she, and like lace face. Yeah, I, I worked her show at Blues Fest last summer, and uh, she's good. She's and she she has a um, duets album with Tony Bennett right now, mm-hmm. and and that's going to appeal her to a whole. But I I, th- I think she's it's a heady statement, but I think she's a David Bowie, and twenty twenty five years yeah. from now, she yeah. might look completely different, and will have done half a dozen different kind of things, and she'll be like this senior citizen, cool lady in a suit, you know, <laughs> like doesn't care about anybody pestering them. She, she'll star in the Labyrinth remake. <laughs> <laughs> she'll be good. Oh, actually. She'll be the Goblin lady Queen. Gaga with the bulge. <laughs> Brian Henson on the phone. <laughs> I want Lady Gaga to play the Goblin Queen. That'd be cool. Okay, so that was it. Yeah, so uh, what, we had cookies from Auntie Lou's, and they all sold out. That was awesome. I had a Julianne Moore cookie. Yeah, it was a flurry. Also, I'm going to say, obviously, Robin Williams was the favorite in that um, oh, like the, the, the time capsule of the, what a sad year this has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they left out Joan Rivers. They did. Yeah. yeah. And I found out it's apparently to get into that in memoriam thing. It's it's similar to like being nominated. Like you, you oh. have to campaign to be in, <laughs> even wow. even as a dead actress, actor, movie That's business low. person. Yeah, because they always throw in 
St. Like, Joan Rivers is just... I guess, like, I don't know how... Didn't it, care There was some article where it's like, maybe while you're living, you gotta secure your spot in the in memoriam, or you gotta get your people who survived you to secure that spot, but... Because there's always people that they leave out. Yeah. And there's always people who are not famous movie people. Yeah, like, just like a lot of industry people. Publicists yeah. and executives are there. So if it's like a like an editor, is that like the the editor's guild say, like yeah. say this guy did all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because yeah. yeah, every year and I always it always blurs of who died when, but every year somebody either gets forgotten. Or what I always get and I'm sure and and folks here were, were doing it as well, but it, it I I think the polite thing to do is you wait till the end of the 30 dead people because if not you get this weird like oh there's a guy there's a guy yeah Yeah. and it's like exactly what happened here though yeah we're sadder that you're dead than the other (laughs) yeah he's kind of rude yeah there's clapping there's clapping for robin williams and then there's like no clapping for yeah the people who aren't famous yeah there'd be somebody more culty and like three people in the audience will clap or there'll be a polite clap for somebody you kind of like and then a sound editor comes up and nobody knows who he is so there's complete Mm -hmm. silence yeah Mm -hmm. and like I thought was I thought Ebert was supposed to be in this one but maybe that's because last 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 year year? yeah he's just on my mind because of the movie getting a lot of people thought snubbed for for the doc so that was in my that was in my brain but but yeah I think so so it's funny because I I can't comment on a lot of I think Little glimpses I saw. Neil Patrick Harris did a great job. He seemed funny. The music yeah. was good. Um, but People always rag on the host every year. Oh, he, she yeah. wasn't good enough. I thought he did a, good, a really good job. People yeah. don't realize how tough that job mm-hmm. is. I'm going to say, my weekend was such a flurry. <laughs> on, on Saturday night, we had a Rocky Horror Picture Show. And uh, I, I had to play the movie. And I had a, a, some technical difficulties before oh, the show started. Really? So they did the whole give me an R, give me an O, give me a C, give me a K. Rocky. And nothing happened. Was it the print or was it a Blu-ray? It was a Blu-ray. Okay. Um, Marcus was feeling like poop and so he stayed home, which is which is fine. I just, I forgot. Because we normally change. play it on 35. No we do, here. yeah, yeah. So this was definitely an exception. And while I was like frantically running around trying to figure out how to get this thing on, which in the end was just like, I forgot to change the channel. It was one button. <laughs> it was silly. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, it's but, unplugged. Oh. But while yeah. I'm running around frantically, Alex from the Shadowcast, who normally plays Columbia, took to the stage and stretched out a joke for a full 15 minutes. Wow. Which, like, she, they recreated the moment for me later because I missed the entire thing. I was running around. But, like, I don't know how she managed to stretch that joke for 15 minutes. I can't even tell it well in one. You yeah. know? Like, was it the aristocrats? It was the string joke. <laughs> Three strings ro- walk into a bar. It was like oh. a kid's joke. Yeah. Yeah, it was totally a kid's joke. It was silly, but she, you know, and she totally played it up, and she did it again for me later, and it was like, wow. She had I, me laughing, Yeah. but I don't know how she did that. I can't, I'm not the type of person. I think that's that. what I'm going to do if, if, if I have, if I'm experiencing technical difficulties with the movie starting, I'm just going to go up front yeah. and tell the aristocrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we were showing uh, our our friend Christy, our former manager here, warned us that a girl who walks home alone at night had had subtitle issues. troubles yeah. mm-hmm. with them. So she said, "Just double check." And so, like stuff like that, I always like you know, all of a sudden, no subtitles. You just like get up front and start winging it and be like, "In this scene." Ella, be kind, rewind. We just sweet all our movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a couple movies like if we were showing like Army of Darkness. I could one man show that. If we were showing uh, Goonies, I could 
pretty close to one man show that. I did one man show almost famous. <laughs> but I wouldn't too. have to because I think there are three other people here who could help me out. I, so I like, do a really good Lester Bangs. She does. Philip, Philip does. Seymour Hoffman. You, Mel could do a uh, bilingual hook. Hook, yeah, half and half. Bilingual hook. <laughs> Who's is Rufio still Rufio in French? Yeah, but it's like Rufio. That's become this. I listen to a lot of you movie nerds probably as well. Listen to Doug Loves Movies, and it's this ongoing. Um, teasing thing he does to some of his younger fans because he's probably around my age so he doesn't like Hook because it's like that's where they <laughs> because think. it's your age yeah but then he'll have people in the crowd a decade or so younger who just love it and they'll chant like Rufio and so and he can't wrap his mind around it but uh, yeah it, and it's like I think he either did or is going to do like one of his movie interruptions of Hook which I'm like oh my god if we can get him to come here oh and do god. Hook I would explode Mel would be so happy my being would just live in the universe for <laughs> But you'd be Forever. angry because he's like making fun of it for two and a half hours. So does everybody else, though, <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. <laughs> that was the other thing. The Oscars, uh, it's what people always tease it about, but we're 12 hours long. Oh, we, my God. They started late, and it was just like everybody wanted it to be over. <laughs> I, I, I swear, like, weeks or months ago when I looked on, like, the Oscars site or the CTV site or the whatever site, it said 8 o'clock. Yeah. And, and so our... Our movie that we screened that afternoon finished around 7, so we kind of put out, we said, we'll open around 7, you know, because we might have to clean up or get the techie stuff ready. Get the alcohol and, and the food. And then they, they put a countdown clock on the screen, and it says, like, 84 minutes. And you're like, wait a minute. So the whole thing didn't even start till 8.30, and then I, I could be wrong, but I think it was, like, you know, midnight 05 by the time it ended. It was... It was late. Like I it, could go back and look at my text messages. I oh texted Greg when yeah. I was heading home. I think it was twelve fifteen. It went on forever. We didn't stick around for long after everybody left. Um, no. So yeah, around around yeah. midnight. Well, eleven forty five ish. Because in right. previous years, recent <laughs> years, that they've done a good job of uh, mm-hmm. keeping it tight. You know, ending yeah. at like eleven thirty or something. But yeah, I think last year. Last year it ended. Year by, yeah, must have ended earlier. Yeah. Well, it's like as much as I appreciate short films and some of the the techie stuff i'm always surprised they don't kind of streamline it a bit and do what they do with some of the other awards and just have a little five minutes where they go uh last weekend we had scarlett johansson host the the technical and short film awards and then go he won this she won this and just get it over with Mm -hmm. Because it sounds mean, but someone goes up there and it's it's great for them it might be nice for their career but it seems to eat up like 10 minutes of this already super long award show. And the harsh reality is I bet that that's when people take a bathroom break or that's when people are going to get a snack. Yeah, that's when they have to find people to fill the seats for yeah, shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because everybody's going to get booze. But it was, uh, yeah, so it, it's one of, but we had a great turnout, lots of nice people, sold a lot of memberships. Was great. Yep. Not as many people dressed up this year, which no. is okay. I yeah. totally like the people yeah, coming hang out like that. at home. Yeah, I have my bow tie. We had a few, a few, a few good dressed up folks. Mm-hmm. We had our best dressed guys from last, from last year. year. One of them had like a knit tie. Yeah, which is pretty. Did one? Did it? Did that guy win two years in a row or something? He won. No, he won last year, but his outfit last year was very impressive. It was like, like a b- velour velvet or velour <laughs> <laughs> velour suit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so right before the Oscars, I watched Still Alice, which we're just about to wrap up with here. Yeah. Still um, haven't seen it. Oh, my God. 
it, a, a friend of mine bugs me because I love horror films. And <laughs> this is a horror film. Essentially, that's all I've been watching all morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and my friend was like, he, he doesn't get it. He's like, why would you pay or why would you go and spend two hours being afraid? And I said, well, it's kind of... You, like holding your breath and like yeah. feeling awkward. And I said, you could, you could, you know, dissect it, dissect it in like a university class if you wanted. But it's like, it, you're, you're safe. It's almost like it's safer than riding a roller coaster. You're okay in a way. Yeah. And it's kind of like looking at something horrible and being like, well, that's not happening to me. Uh, but then I watched something like Still Alice, which was very well done, and I'm, I've been madly in love with Julianne Moore for like 20 years. Mm-hmm. I think Alec Baldwin's cool, uh, and, and, and I admit, I, I love New York City, and I kept on getting distracted oh, of being like, wow, I wonder where they live. Yeah. I wonder how much that house costs. But it was a great movie, and it kind of had a nice message about like live while you can, but, it, but it's horrifying. It is sad. I, I, um, I was walking in in certain parts, and I'm like, oh, this is this is going to be a tough one. Yeah, and, and it's like, it, it's interesting to me, and this is nothing new, because like, tragedies on the stage have been you know around forever, but let, that people come and pay to be sad. Be sad yeah. And that's, I think, as fascinating as paying to be scared. You I know? remember the first time that I was allowed to sit with the adults on our like Friday night movie night. Oh yeah. Like they were, they would always rent a movie for the kids and a movie for the adults. And the first one I ever watched with them was Billy Elliot. Oh yeah. Which like it was I was sitting between my mom and my aunt and I was the one holding the Kleenex box and we finished it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is this what it's like to sit with the grown ups and watch movies? And then mm-hmm. I realized like not all grown up movies are sad. Yeah. And it's fine, but I read a little while ago about this woman who lived in Halifax who I, she before this like euthanasia law passed she mm-hmm. she chose to take her own life okay. in, and she wanted it to be in a dignified manner because she had dementia and so I'm like mentally prepping myself to see still Alice because oh, I'm yeah. like I'm totally gonna like make Julianne Moore be this woman in my mind and like she, I don't yeah. know you know and, and Julianne Moore story. from I'm trying to remember where I saw her first but I, I guess it was Boogie Nights um, and I might have seen a couple of her indie films but with with rare exception, she plays somebody who makes you cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, except for, like, like Jurassic Park Lost World. Like, I like all of her movies are kind of, like... She doesn't do a lot of light roles. Yeah. No, she's... Yeah. Which, and I totally forgot this till a couple days after watching it. She and Alec Baldwin were on 30 Rock together. Yes. And uh, then I was like, oh, it's like the same characters, maybe. <laughs> but, and it's so interesting to think, like... But even, like, working on a show, or working on a gig, like Still Alice, versus working on 30 Rock, there must be mornings you wake up and you're just like, oh, gotta go go be depressing for 12 hours. (laughs) It's like, but having said that, well worth seeing, and she deserves the award. It it was, and, and, but I watched that, I watched Wild, slightly less depressing, but still heavy. Heavy, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, uh, I guess we should kind of before we run out of time, start talking about movies we're actually showing <laughs> yeah, coming up. We've got, uh, yeah, this Friday, uh, the t- February 27th, uh, Two Days, One Night. I'm du- not going to say the French title. Deux jours, une nuit. Yes, with um, Marianne Cotillard. Now say it in yeah. French. Marianne Cotillard. <laughs> yeah. It's different, see? But that is, again, it seems it's another heavy movie. Uh, a bit more of a, if not depressing per se, but a bit more of a, almost like a, th- I feel like it's going to be... Almost like a thriller? Almost like a... uh, Almost like a Run, Lola, Run. Yeah. Slightly less uh, frantic Run, Lola, Run. Yeah. Because it's this woman, she lost her job and... She's being fired. If she she gets permission from 20 people to 
them not get their bonus, she won't get she fired. She had some bad stuff happen in her life. Yeah. And then when she goes back to work, her boss is like, well, you actually don't get your job back. You... She gets out of prison, I think. Or something. Or her husband. I don't remember. Yeah. Something, I feel like it involves her husband. Um, but, and then, so she gets back to work and her boss is like, we're actually firing you and we're distributing the bonuses, the, like your salary amongst your coworkers. They each get a thousand bucks. Yeah. And we move on. So the only way that she can keep her job is if she convinces all of her coworkers to give up that thousand dollar bonus. Mm -hmm. Or thousand, thousand euro. Euros. I don't know what that means. But it's, it's another, it was Oscar nominated for her performance. And it was it was uh, submitted as a foreign the foreign film contender, yeah. and uh, but yeah, so we have that coming up, and then very a very female centric programming the yeah. past few weeks, because uh, then we have the premiere of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, yeah, long title, um, a horror film, and I always get defensive of horror films because they're not all great, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, and a lot of horror films get lumped in with, uh, you know, Friday 13th Part 7 or whatever. Yeah. And, but this is kind of a slightly more highbrow foreign film, kind of horror film, lots of film fest cred, and um, gets some notoriety notoriety as being an Iranian female director. And that's got a lot of buzz for the, for the production from that. Mm-hmm. Produced by Vice Magazine. Which is weird. The last two or, nights for that are tonight and tomorrow. Yeah. I didn't know Vice Mag... I didn't know magazines produced <laughs> movies. Well, Penthouse uh, produced Caligula. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Playboy produced uh, Roman Polanski's Macbeth. Oh, and National Lampoon. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's also a documentary... all over the place right now. There's a documentary about National Lampoon that's playing film festivals. Maybe we'll oh, get that. Apparently it's really so. good. It's about the history of the magazine and uh, I think mostly the magazine and like the little bit about the radio show they did. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good to see. Yeah, so I got mixed up. That's coming up, but we have that. Well, that's today and tomorrow. Girl, I'll come alone. So if you listen to this, the next premiere would be The Babadook. Babadook. But we're also playing um, A Most Violent Year. Yes. Most Violent Year, which I've seen, which is is really good. It looks badass. Mm hmm. where, Where did Oscar Isaac come from? Because he seems to have. He's like the new Andy Garcia. Yeah. He's very Andy Garcia-ish in this movie, and Al Pacino-ish. And I don't know, I don't know how old he is. Is he in his early thirties or is yeah, he... early so, to mid thirties? So and sure... he's in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, and and the new X Men movie. Uh, so I, I'm sure he feels like it was a twelve year overnight success, but he seems to have come out of nowhere, which I'm sure is not true. But in the past couple years, he's like working with the Coens and doing a Star Wars film and and he was in one of the Bourne movies I think oh, the last that, one oh. yeah the one what? without Matt Damon I the, think the, the non-Matt Damon one yeah the one with Hawkeye in it yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah it looks really good and I love I love New York City and I love that people kind of forget that a few short decades ago New York City was a bad part of town yeah and well, was I bankrupt people the, forget that Ottawa was like that too yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, I guess New York was in more recent times. Yeah, this was like the taxi, close to the end of the taxi driver era where New York was, yeah. had a bad reputation. The whole, even their, their website is newyorkcity1981.com, which is such a weird branding because you think like the, the studio or the powers that be would be like, 
like, no, no, you got to call it thefilmtitle.com. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, but because that's kind of a big push, I think, is saying, like, it's New York City then. Do they have, like, historical photos and content on their... I, bet, I just I'm noticed it because it's right on the poster, and it's big, and it's a big website, so I, maybe it is, maybe that's kind of the, the, the shtick. Because they're pushing that, that's cool. Yeah. There's a lot of old photos of New York City that just make it look like such a dank place. And yeah. the movie, like, really captures that time, like, it's got really good period detail yeah it must be so hard to do like all the cop cars like the just the things that you mm-hmm. would notice cop cars and and uh you know it, it'd be fun to shadow the set designer for that yeah yeah it'd be like what did you do here because if you're doing something um in a studio lot and you're kind of controlling <laughs> like we're filming in a restaurant in the 50s or doing that kind of thing yeah but from what i saw in the trailer it looks like uh, outside, they're outside a lot. Get looking and just to make sure. And maybe nowadays it's a lot of digital technology making the buildings look different and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Probably. but just to make a make a city look thirty like, years, thirty five years younger. Like look young, yeah. yeah. That's the they take the grid off the bricks and the, and to get know. rid of all like the neon. If are there like downtown shots in the movie or? Uh, I don't think a lot. It's mostly no. sort of like in neighborhoods, local yeah. neighborhoods and stuff. And yeah, making sure that all the signage is. Yeah, it's got kind of a blue collar quality to it. Yes. Um, Although, I mean, even the house that the main characters live in, they buy this, you know, this nice expensive house. It's it's kind of off in the in the yeah country area or rural area. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking very forward to see that. I like Oscar Isaac. I don't know. He just kind of came out of nowhere, and now he's. I'm very. (laughs) My my friend was teasing me because she likes him for his acting and his, and I'm just like. He's going to be in an X-Wing in, like, yeah. ten months from now. I mean, that's all I and care about. And he's excellent in this movie, and so is uh, Jessica, Jessica Chastain. And Albert Brooks Albert plays Brooks. his Her. lawyer. Yeah. She's done a she's good really job. She's really good. She's, like, um, she's like a really committed actress. Like she's, she's done great 75 in like, movies in three yeah. years. Like, she's done I so. I didn't realize it was She's that really much. prolific. Well, because she, I sort of feel like she came out of nowhere as well. Look at, look at her IMDb from maybe, like, three years ago. And so 75 is a slight exaggeration, but without kidding, there's like one year where she has like, I is think like 15 is movies. Is that the year where, uh, was she in, was she in? And a lot of it was, was, um, Take Shelter, Take Zero Sh- Dark yes. Thirty. Yeah. Was she in a movie with Tom Hardy before that? Oh, she was in Lawless. Lawless? Yeah. Lawless, okay. yeah. And then a lot of it was because it was like, she did like a movie with slightly more effects. She did like a, like a small role in something. So she said to her, it seemed like four years of work. She did one or two that I saw on a talk show that she said, like, kind of got shelved for six months or a year. So to her, it seemed, like, reasonable. But then all of a sudden, it was, like, every three or four weeks, there was a Jessica Chastain movie coming out. And she realizes how hard she's actually yeah. working. Yeah, and she said for, like, three years, her parents or people were like, are you okay? Are you working? And she's like, no, no, I'm working. But they're just, alive? yeah, like, this is going to take a year to put the effects on, and this is going to sit on a shelf for a while and whatever. But, wow. but yeah, she's great. She's, she's, and I think, um... Movies like, I think this is one of the movies, too, that every year there's movies that people are like, it got snubbed. And I think a lot of people were like, thought this was going to get actress, actor, film nominations. I think because it's a smaller film from a smaller distributor, so they couldn't afford to really campaign for for the Oscars. Because I think it did win, like, smaller stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm not wrong, like, independent film spirit awards Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And then Baba Duke. Baba Duke. Oh, Baba Duke is Baba Duke. excellent. Is Baba Duke? Is it? 
without spoilers or anything, but is it is it it doesn't look like it's blood and guts scary. No, it's no. very um it's not violent. Yeah. Um in terms of blood, you know, no blood or gore, just a lot of tension and suspense and uh, jumpy shots or jumpy shots. But it's very like it's very deep dramatically. Like it's mostly about mm-hmm. their grief, the the mother and the son, because they're they're the father died in this horrible car crash. Right. So it's really more about like their grief and anxiety manifesting. Yeah. In this horrible way. Yeah. So it's it's not just a a shallow you know That's ghost story. Yeah. So it's really it's really strong. I and I, my favorite thing is a lot of times horror fans will be like, oh, it's not even rated R. I'm not gonna see it. And I'll never forget a few years back going to see uh, Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell, which mm-hmm. was kind of Sam's return to lower budget scary mm-hmm. stuff after doing three giant Spider-Man movies. And there was three or four young baseball cap wearing punks sitting in front of me and really going out of their way to be like, oh, this doesn't look scary. This is and the movie, it's, it's very much like Someone jumping out at you, a phone ringing, like like literal horror movie cliches, like a black cat jumping out, mm. that kind of thing. And half an hour or maybe an hour into the movie, the kid in front of me had just, I just couldn't help noticing him, was like just jumping every yeah. time. Like, and he left. He, he chickened out. He left like halfway through. And so that's the thing. It's like, although sometimes there's movies that have the blood and guts, sometimes it's a horror film, a scary film, can just be that. Like can just be... And that's more impressive filmmaking, I think, of just being scared Have of... Have you ever been in a movie theater when somebody legitimately screams for oh, being yeah. scared? Yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced that. But I don't go to a lot of horror movies because yeah. most of them are like, I don't... Yeah. That doesn't yeah. look good to me. <laughs> yeah. But Babadook is the exception. I mean, uh, I'd like to see it again, for sure, with an audience. Yeah. But there's a really good um, YouTube critic named Chris Stuckman. Mm-hmm. And he, he loved the Babadook. He said that it was like the best film of the year. But he does this really good video about um, why horror movies, the difference between good horror movies and bad horror movies. And he points out that, um, you know, things like false scares, like, you know, when there's like a music sting, like a... And it's like, yeah. And then nothing happens? Yeah. And he, 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 he points out um, um, in Halloween where somebody comes behind somebody else and startles them. And it's like, it's effective because it doesn't have that music sting. Yeah. For forcing the audience to feel it, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, Babadook's a good example of, uh, you know, I don't think there's, like, false scares in it. Yeah. Cheap, cheap. Um, Non-phony music usage. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was catching up on some old talk shows that were sitting waiting, me for, waiting for me to watch, and one was surprisingly um, Jimmy Fallon from Halloween. I don't know how I waited that long to watch it, but The Roots did a kind of roots version of the Halloween theme and it was the coolest movie geek thing I've ever heard so like like the full roots band playing the the simple piano keys of Halloween it was really cool That's just made me think of that when you talk about that mm-hmm. and John Carpenter has a new album out yeah yeah I, it's I, really good I, I put that on the old Twitter and stuff that that seems so weird to me that he's it's I don't know I don't know if it's called lost themes I don't know if he wrote them for movies that didn't get made or he just yeah. wrote them for just for the music. I was reading, well, I I started reading an article about this and I didn't finish it because I just wanted to click through to read, to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's unrelated to anything specific. I'm probably yeah. wrong, though. I'm probably wrong. Because <laughs> he, he only did that, that one movie there with Amber Heard, The Ward. Yeah. 
Otherwise, he hasn't been doing a whole lot. No, which is too bad. Yeah. We should. We should I think I, his movies for or music for fictional movies. Mm-hmm. He can come here. He can come here. Is it just him? Is it, is it like the old school John Carpenter, like on a, yeah. on oh, a yeah. keyboard? Yeah, very. It's oh, all synth and Let's get John Carpenter to come. Yeah. yeah. Sure, that wouldn't be too hard at all. He's only in Los Angeles. And we have a stage. You have a stage? Put his keyboard on it. We have a keyboard here. He doesn't need it. We have one. That's true. <laughs> um, I'll just have to call our piano tuner guy. Yeah. Wait, are we forgetting a movie that's coming out? So what else uh, is this It Friday? Follows, another horror movie. Uh, oh, yeah. starts on the 27th. Yeah. I don't know anything about this movie. <laughs> Me neither. I think it's more of a... I don't know. I always... It's funny. I always try to kind of avoid reading too much about movies. But I see. I think it's kind of like a supernatural thriller, or it's a person going crazy kind of movie. One of like you don't I'm know. Judging on based on the poster. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But it almost is almost like an abduction. Yeah, some someone thinks they're being followed. Are they or aren't they? Yeah. But it, it was. Uh, it's another one of those kind of film festival movies. Got a lot of praise at film festivals. People liked it at Sundance. Mm-hmm. Uh, little movie. Nobody's in it or anything. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it's, just like, it's just like a shot of an empty room. <laughs> yeah. What is it. happening? It I has don't no know. Cast. The actor's listening. I'm in it. <laughs> don't disregard me. Uh, yeah. So we have, yeah, another cool, it's funny. Just things come in waves. Like we'll have a bunch of comedy or a bunch of documentaries. So it's, it's not yeah. planned that we have three, two or three horror films in a row or fall is still on the horizon as well. <laughs> yeah. Canadian film fall on the horizon. And then, bunch of Oscar movies circling still. Yeah. Oh, Birdman's coming. That's what was in my brain. Birdman, Birdman we coming back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we rebooked that, which was with good because it just won four Oscars. Which, I'm going to say, Lee had booked before the Oscar yeah, he predicted was announced. It. Yeah, yeah, he predicted yeah. it. Well, everyone thought, we all thought Michael Keaton was going to win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, and instead it was the guy who looks like Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, he's, he, I'm sure he's a fine actor. but He seemed very nice. Man, my heart was in Michael Keaton winning that, though. But it's the same as Bill Murray a few years back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he looked pissed off. Oh, man. <laughs> I wanted Bill Murray to win. And it doesn't take away anything from their coolness or, you know, their the career bump they'll get out of doing this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, I just wanted to see Michael Keaton do a speech. <laughs> you know. yeah, Can we talk about um, the two? There's always weird moments. Getting, yeah. getting back to the Oscars, like, yeah. lately, there's always, like, WTF moments. Yes. And there was John Travolta. Uh, yeah. Who seems like a really nice guy, but also kind of like, what's going on? What's going on with his hair? What's going on with him? <laughs> I, I, it looks like there's something wrong with John Travolta. And I say this as like a Grease lover. Yeah. yeah. I've watched that movie about as many times as yeah. I've seen Almost Famous. His face is growing in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but like, I don't know what's wrong with him. Something's wrong. Well, and, and his, like, he had, it's, it's already 20 years ago, but, you know, 20 years ago, the big, so 30 years ago, the big Look Who's Talking comeback. 20 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Was that a comeback? That, I mean, he got to make three movies. He got three, the he last got, thing Tom Travolta has even done? Like, Hairspray? The last. He, he was in that Oliver Stone movie, Savages. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. done a couple yeah. of mainstream things and a lot of stuff you'll find on Netflix. You know, like a lot of, of... Oh, that's right, yeah. Like kind of straight to... What you would once call straight to video. I don't know what the proper terminology is now. If you just straight say... To straight to VOD. Straight to VOD. Um, he's... Yeah, I don't know. It, it's... it's, it, but some, He's some lost stu- his marbles. I don't know. And he, he, 
it's not just the ladies in Hollywood who are getting too much Botox because you see John up there and it's just, oh no. Has, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, I feel sad. Yeah. I, I liked, uh, I like Terrence Howard's uh, very measured uh, actor audition yeah. intro. <laughs> that was weird too. Terrence Howard is a guy who, I don't know why, and again, I've never met him. He might be the nicest guy in the world, but I've never liked him. And when he got the boot from the Marvel Universe and Don Cheadle replaced him, I was very happy because I love Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. And it sounds mean, but I was like, can we go back and digitally special edition <laughs> him into Iron Man 1 now? Would that be difficult? Cause... Steven Spielberg. I think he knows a guy. Yeah, he could do that. But... Yeah. I think the prompter shut off, so he had to like. Oh. He pulled his Sarah Palin. I think I think that's what it what he did. Poor Terry. Because at some time, like it looked like he was sort of trying to act, like give this audition. Yeah. But he was. It also looked like, ooh, the prompter's out. I'm gonna have to wing this. possible. <laughs> and like nowadays, in the in the skeptical, greedy era of Hollywood, I don't know the answer to this, but. To be a presenter, is that like, are you invited or is that like... Are you a presenter if you won last year? Not exclusively. Sometimes. That, yeah, that's usually the, usually the case is yeah. who won Best Actress last year presents the Best Actor Award this year. So it's not like 20th Century Fox says, you know, what if they win he's going to be in this movie. Like Tom Hanks? Yeah. I don't know. Gives it to himself. <laughs> And the winner is me. Well, there is stuff, weird I stuff like that fire. where sometimes the oh, what was it was it was it uh, Franco was hosting the year he was nominated. So like, yeah, 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 yeah. So he was hosting the damn show, and he was. But he wouldn't nominated. have presented. He wouldn't have presented that award. No, he would have presented his presenter. Because I remember yeah. they they they, <laughs> they they cut to whoever he was not. I don't know who he's nominated against, but they cut to the four other actors in the crowd. And then him, and I like Franco, he was backstage, and they cut to Franco, and he just kind of, like, waves at the camera, and he's like, that was it. And, uh, so yeah, so, like, there is precedent of, like, weird things like that, too, of the nominees being there. It would have been great if he had won and gone up in that Marilyn Monroe dress and wig. Yeah. Well, isn't there weird stuff, too, where sometimes they, they try to skew it so somebody will be giving it to somebody and it'll be like important and then oh, it doesn't work this out is so cute. yeah like, and if i remember correctly yeah wasn't it it was i again this might be completely wrong but i thought when spielberg spielberg was supposed to win for like saving private ryan harrison ford was presenting and then instead um oh shakespeare in love won and that and that was like oh. uh, that was a, one of the biggest upsets in recent Oscar years. Like everybody was Saving Private Ryan, Saving Private Ryan, and then Shakespeare in Love won instead. And it was something like that where it was supposed to be Harrison Ford giving to his buddy Steven Spielberg. Yeah, instead mm-hmm. it ends up being yeah. And like... I'm probably gonna go home and find out. I'm totally making this up, but it was something like that where sometimes they try to skew it and it doesn't work, and it just feels uncomfortable. They're like, oh well, here other person. There's an old Oscar. Uh, story. I'm reading this book about how Hollywood finally got involved with the World War II effort, like creating propaganda and all this, and making films about the war. Um, I think it was like the 1941 Oscars or something. Um, Frank Capra was presenting, I think, Best Director. And he's like, you know what, I'm going to get all the nominees 
on stage. Yeah. And I'm going to announce the award. And uh, it was like William Wyler and a, and a few other people. And uh, John Ford was nominated, but he wasn't there because he was off, you know, on a sailboat or whatever. And he's like, I'm going to get all the nominees up here. And the winner is John Ford. Yeah. <laughs> and he wasn't there. And they're all standing there like, what the yeah. hell? Just, <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. Wow. What do we do now? Yeah. Um, and then there was the year where Marissa Tomei won. And the ongoing urban legend is... That, yeah, that Jack Palance announced the... or Was it Jack Palance who yeah, announced it? And he, he announced the wrong person. Yeah, like he read the five nominees and then stumbled and then looked... But when you open the envelope, it yeah. just lists the winner, it doesn't it? should only be yeah. one name. Yeah. 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 I, think it's I don't believe that at mean. all. People I think, like... I think people, are, people just don't like her. And I, I like Marissa Tomei. Oh, she's good. And she's really good in, in My Cousin Vinny. But pe- I think people... I think it's because it was a comedy. Yeah. And it was a comedic performance. And... There's a lot of snobbery in the yeah. Academy the, Against yeah. Comedies, so yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's so so rare for a comedic or like action adventure performance to be nominated. Mm-hmm. Like even a few years back, when deservedly for the first Pirates of the Caribbean, Johnny Depp got nominated, or um, was it Ian McKellen nominated for Lord of the Rings? Like a lot, I think he might have been. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of times they. It's like comedy doesn't get nominated or, which is weird why sometimes it, it this doesn't stand true because like Titanic will win all the awards. But a lot of times they're like, you made a lot of money, you don't need an award, so that won't get nominated. Or you've already got three or four awards, so we're going to give it to someone else. It's, it's like the Oscars are fun and they might help the box office a bit, but in the long run, they're meaningless to what you like. You know, you're not going to change your mind. You should, yeah. Yeah, they don't define anybody's taste really yeah like if you loved if boyhood was your favorite movie of the year you're not going to change now because birdman won you're just gonna be like okay i think boyhood should have won and richard linklater out of those ones i don't know i think i'd stick by i still can't i love richard linklater Mm -hmm. but i still don't know if it's funny the aforementioned doug benson we have the same feeling where at first we thought we didn't like it as much as we did but we keep talking about it. and I think it, it grows like on you. Yeah. I liked it more a second time. Because at first I was like, I didn't know. I thought it was good. Nothing wrong with it at all. Very good. But I didn't know if it was bigger than its gimmick. Like, if... Well, that's the thing, though. It's not a big movie. Like, I yeah. think because the gimmick is so impressive that people don't... People kind of have this high expectation. And it's a very simple, straightforward, yeah. under-directed movie. Yeah. Which is what I loved about it. It's not, tr- it, you know, it's not trying so hard to be this, you know, epic. It's a very simple kind of. It's like a series of moments. Yeah. The gimmick is more epic than. Yeah. Than yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say that it's bad. I really, no. really, really enjoyed it. It made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 yeah. And I and I love their stories of people going not knowing the gimmick. Yeah. And I forget, it was somebody I know, somebody said, like, their mom went or somebody went and said, oh, I liked it, but I didn't really like the middle kid. I didn't think the middle kid was a good actor. And you're like, what do you mean the middle kid? Well, you know, the kid they cast, no, it was the same kid. It's like, no, he was just legitimately going through the awkward phase of his life. But a lot of people went to that movie, a lot of people go to movies because they get nominated for things or whatever. And shockingly, or like the interviews, people coming. To yeah, the yeah, yeah, and and people, some people, despite it being in the press so much, did not know that was a 
a 12-year movie. Yeah. Because you're seeing him grow up, and like, and this is what's like kind of brave about that the kid, um, Eller, Co- Eller Coltrane, I think is his name, mm-hmm. uh, agreeing to do it, is that, you know, there's sections of that movie... I guess when, you know, in the middle of the movie where, you know, you see him go through, you're seeing him go through puberty and, yeah. you know, when we go through puberty, we're pretty ugly. I mean, I wonder if he knew, <laughs> if his parents signed him up for it and it was like, well, I have to keep doing this now or like, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, he seems, obviously he doesn't seem like he's uh, fallen off and horribly no. depressed from having done this film. No. So yeah. I don't think that it was uh, an awful situation, but like. He's I better off than regular kid stars because he only worked like a couple few weeks a couple months a year yeah but I yeah. wonder if it was like at one phase in his life it was just like god I don't want to do this this yeah. is the last thing that I want to do this year and that's the catch like you think when he got to be like what, what was the years it was like 10 to how old was he uh, till like 18 I think so imagine if he would have got to 14 or 15 and just been like I don't want to do this anymore his exactly. Richard Linklater Richard Linklater's daughter who plays his sister mm-hmm. tried to opt out oh, because man. the thing with her was that he cast her because he's like oh she she's a performer she, she's like because at the beginning of the movie she's like this melodramatic yeah attention seeking little kid and Richard Linklater thought okay I'll put my daughter in it and then halfway through she kind of she and you see it in the movie. She uh, in the beginning she's very demonstrative and yeah. like dramatic, and towards the end of the movie she's very kind of quiet and inward. She didn't want to do it anymore. She didn't want to do it anymore. And Richard Linklater's she's like, "Can you just kill me off?" <laughs> and Richard Linklater's like, "Nope." Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Because you look at like, like the example I always think of is, is like, "I'm your father." Yeah, you're going <laughs> to be to do this movie. Because you look at some actors, young actors, it's it's rare, but like. Uh, like the kid who played Newt in Aliens, there wasn't really a dramatic thing or whatever, but she just, she had fun and she didn't really want to be an actress anymore. And now she's like a, it's not a sad story. Like, I think she has like a normal job. She's a normal person. Uh, I've heard Sigourney Weaver tell stories about her that they keep in touch and and still like, you know, email and see each other. But she just did that movie and went, wow, making movies is long and hard and boring. I don't want to do this anymore. And now she's, you know, a teacher or something. Yeah. And so what if that kid would have been like, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Like They came close to that. Yeah. And, and, and uh, but, but now, like, they keep on joking about doing it again. They're just going to do Boyhood 2, and it'll be, like, Manhood. And it'll be him from, like... <laughs> Manhood. Wasn't there a series of documentaries? It was, like, Seven Up. The Ups. Yeah. yeah. The Ups. Yeah. And and be where, like that. where pe- it's real life and people did die and and that but that that series is fat. We showed a while back fifty six up. Yeah. Which means hopefully six or seven years from now we will show. F- like fingers yeah, crossed, yeah. we make it. Well, I mean, I guess like. Yeah. So long as the director is still around. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we have to talk about any other movies? We we talked about everything. We were good publicity machines. <laughs> the room is this weekend. The oh yeah, the room Saturday at eleven. That'll be, we think, month 66. But Mel and I have admitted that we think we might be screwing this up. I think the clock is is turning backwards sometimes and then forwards again and backwards again. Yeah. But it might be because I've seen 57 and 67, like I've done so many months now that they're just blending together and I don't know what is happening anymore and that is how I feel about the room. The point point is we've been showing it for a long time. A long time. And we did well last month, so hopefully we'll do well again this month. So everyone bring your spoons and... Enjoy watching The Room. Uh, so next time, we'll see you next weekend. We will maybe have all seen, all three of us will have seen Babadook by then. Oh, man. 
Yeah, we should. Yeah, that'd be good. We, I Wait, hold the talk. phone. It won't be next week. No, wait. The week, week after. Okay. Week after. So, so next week we'll still be talking week we're about. We're gonna be peeing our pants in <laughs> yeah. nervousness. Yeah. Oh yeah, and be scared. We're, we we we'll be anticipating our all lights we'll on. We'll be receiving it. This we'll be receiving time it next Thursday. Even that's just scary. It'll be in the building. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we got to wrap up and get ready to show uh, sad movies this afternoon. Yes. <laughs> More sad cinema. More sad cinema. Always at the Mayfair. All right. Thank you for listening. Bye, everybody. We'll see you next time. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie.